Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Current with Kansas City. This is that bell from Kansas City Soccer Journal. With me, I have Jillian Carroll Latrinko. Okay. <laughs> Nicely uh, done. <laughs> until I say it a couple times, I will make sure I'm trying to say it right. And most of the time, I'll just call you Jillian. Also with me, I have Daniel Sperry, who... Can you talk now, Daniel? Yes, I should be able to hear me. Can you hear okay. me all right? Yes, yes. You were just tapping things, so I was worried that you were lost again uh nope. daniel sperry from the kansas city star we are here to talk the kansas city current and two games the the past game a loss at angel city and the upcoming game against san diego uh jillian i i, I know you didn't get to see all of the game live but yeah. uh, i know you have probably went back and watched most of it or at least the as much as you could what did you what stood out for you yeah, I was actually on a plane during the game, <clears throat> so I wasn't able to catch it live, but saw some highlights. Um, I think this is one of those, a tale of two halves, right? Um, as far as obviously the results, um, dropping three in the first half, and then of course, keeping them to none in the second, but then going ahead and grabbing their own two. Casey Current didn't really look themselves uh, for the better part of what I could tell from the first half. Um, but I think anytime a team is able to go to the locker room down three goals and come back and keep their opponent to none and also put two in, I mean, I just think that is an incredible story of resilience. And I really think 
this game is almost like the identity of this team right now, just because, you know, starting early with some unfortunate results, some off the field happenings uh, that didn't, you know, necessarily go the team's way, if you will. And then, you know, they had all these reasons to put their head down, um, all these reasons to kind of just kind of throw your arms up and quit, if you will, but they didn't. Um, and so, in fact, they came out with like a banger of a goal from Izzy Rodriguez. How cool. And I'm so excited for her because I feel like she's been playing progressively better and being able to really find her role. And, and it, as it evolves is really giving more and more each match. And so for her to, to smack that sucker home, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, almost a representation of like the team overall, but I'm my biggest takeaway is just the resilience factor. You know, imagine, I know I've done it going to the locker room down three goals. You just want to like crawl in a hole. Right. Yep. <laughs> and so I just really appreciated the way they responded. Um, and I think that's the biggest takeaway, you know, as far as not quitting, coming back and putting two in, um, and, and, you know, just finding a way to, to compete until the very last minute. So, hopefully there's some things to learn about, you know, how you have to start the match um, organized and with a plan and execute it. Um, and then we saw a little bit of changes um, and adapting. So yeah, I, again, tough first half, impressive mindset coming out into second and hopefully they'll take um, a little bit of the momentum of the second half into this week's game. How about you, Daniel? What stood out for you? Um, I think Jillian's right in the, the sense that they didn't look themselves for a better part of the first half. They created some chances, and we we've, we saw them create the type of chances that they created before, but they were incredibly frenetic going forward. Um, and there was a, as we talked with Caroline um, this uh, over the week, you know, there was a really large gap between the back line and the midfield and the attack. And it was very difficult for them to progress the ball. Um, and I, I just, you know, it was one of those games where it, it was the first time where I thought maybe they don't need the extra defender back there. Um, and, uh, of course, she made that, you know, the change at halftime to put them in a back four. Um, and I, I really like how that move worked out. Um, I, you know, Mimi was all right at the in holding up play there. Um, as a striker, I actually would be curious to see Michelle kind of play that role a little bit, um, just as you know, her ability to drop in and almost do false nine type things and combine with Dubinia would have been really interesting to see from that spot. But I know Mimi's best position is as a, 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 her preferred position possession position goodness gracious um is at a as as a nine um and so you know in, in doing that made the changes that they did um i i i think they showed one i think this coaching staff showed a really good tactical awareness and i think of the times where they have flipped to a back four in game or done something different um it's been really good um and, and been able to make that change i, I thought Potter was really good at it last year too, um, at little tweaks and adjustments that he would make in the, as the game went on. Um, but to see the all-out tactical change like that um, come out very completely different look and jump on Angel City from the get-go was really, really impressive. And you know, really, Alexis Spantra hit her shot there at the end of the match 
really, really well. It just barely misses wide. Otherwise, we're maybe talking about an incredible comeback and an incredible result um, because I thought that was some of her best minutes on, with the team so far, and that, that chance was right there. So um, in general, I think there's a lot of good things to take away from the second half. Um, Alex Morgan had a very good quote a couple, like I think it was days before this game, and I saw it somewhere. But she talked about how she never learned more from anything except for losing. Like she, she learned the most from her losses. Um, and you don't learn from winning. You don't learn as much from winning as you do from losing. And so I'm, I would like to see how this team um, learns from that 15 minute stretch where they really got blasted and shredded apart there. Um, but there are other things in that half that they can learn from too uh, in, in the first half about how, um, mentally to approach what happens when you concede in the fashion that they did and managing the emotional thing, but also like, you know, maybe not being so antsy to go forward. I think they had so much joy early going forward that they started just throwing numbers forward and they kind of played into angel city's hands of being a fast frenetic. They just want to jump on you from the get go and kind of, is shown in their score lines. They score a ton of goals. They concede a ton of goals because the games are so wide open for it. And so once you get to the second half, they were more in control of the game and controlled the tempo and the flow. And then all of a sudden angel city had nothing going for them. So um, learning moments for a team that was relatively young on the field too. Um, but uh, overall, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing that I think is just that, being able to see them flip the switch in the middle of a game, I think bodes well for them going forward. And uh, I know coach Caroline mentioned and after the game. And then again, when we talked to her earlier this week about how they, it, basically they, they weren't prepared for that, that goal and it, and the crowd uh, and they got shook a little bit and they tried to recover from it and go forward and like get the goal back. But when mm -hmm. maybe they should have just settled in a little bit and made sure that they didn't give up something else mm -hmm. that is a indicator of a young back line. And we, you know, the, the two rookies and uh, in Croy and Gabrielle, and then uh, a third year, really mostly a second year player in Addison. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, an example of where they, if there was a more experienced player back there, maybe they gather them up a little bit and control it, and they only give up one goal or two goals, mm -hmm. and then that's a, a very much e a easier comeback than being three goals down. Correct. And also, you, it's hard to stop Alyssa Thompson for an entire game. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're we're seeing pretty quickly her transcendency, um, and how how darn good she is, um, and you know I I think it won't be very long before she's held in the same, uh, the same air uh, of, of of respect as uh, Sophia Smith and some of the other dynamic young attackers, um, that are and about Mal Swanson. Uh, and Mal Swanson and uh, you know, uh, it, she has a very bright future ahead of her. <laughs> Absolutely. She reminds me of, uh, this is taking it back, but she reminds me of Mia Hamm in the way she accelerates. Yeah. It's like she has another gear and yeah. it just comes faster for her than everyone else. Like Sophia Smith as well. But mm -hmm. I, it makes me think of Mia Hamm. Like, that's yeah. my generation, I guess. But mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a throwback. I wouldn't have necessarily thought that, but that was, that's it's a acceleration away. It was as if, she got a head start or something, you know, and that's, and I feel like that with Alyssa Thompson too. 
I was uh I went to the game when they called her up for the national team. They played it played against Ireland in St. Louis, and I was at that game and uh I was basically positioned shooting both halves where she was basically running at right at me, and I'm like. <laughs> Uh, I was just so impressed. And the last player that I felt that impressed by was Sophia Smith. Yeah. So yeah, it's, exactly. I expect really big things out of her. So giving up a goal to her might suck, but it is, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it is the future. Yeah. Now we just need Michelle to, to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. And- I tell you what, I think she is so close. I think it's just, it's just going to happen. And when it does, it's going to be like fireworks. Because yeah. I think it's just going to be one after the other, but I mean, sure, she hasn't put one in the back of the net yet, but she has created so many chances mm-hmm. and so many, um, so many goals for the team. So it's um, she's a special one. I've yet to see somebody work so hard off the ball for mm-hmm. for not even a ball that she's a hundred percent sure she's going to win. Everything she runs at, whether she has a twenty percent chance of getting there or a ninety percent chance, she just goes. 150 percent every single time i'm so impressed by her work rate yeah i one of us asked the coach about that in this week and said you know how close is she and and it was i forget her exact words but it was very close very close like (laughs) get a score (laughs) yeah yeah we uh it would be nice to see a goal this weekend from her would Um, be nice i know i know could you uh, imagine the crowd they would go bananas (laughs) i've heard it's going to be a very large crowd as well so i think yes i think we're we might be pushing record again if not breaking it again so yeah i've I've heard it's very close so i uh if anybody's listening and they don't have tickets to it already go ahead and go it's a it's a good day to take a mother out or uh, you know Mm -hmm. or just go as a soccer fan so yeah (laughs) support the moms that are be that are going to be playing I just think that's yep. so cool. We're going to have a few on the field this week. So I think it's so cool. Yeah. So speaking of this weekend, uh, I know, Jillian, you have a limited amount of time you can be with us tonight. But uh, what are you expecting this weekend? So should be a good match against San Diego. Yeah. First of all, thank you. I probably will hop off here soon. But, um, yeah, no, I'm very, very excited. I think the water war, right, which I think is so funny. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be a really heated match. I think both teams are going to come in with a very calculated plan and try to execute. Obviously um, I just feel like there's a little bit of extra fire within the Casey current squad after giving up those three goals. I think they all were stunned the first time they gave up so many goals against Portland. I think there was a shock factor remember in that match, but I think this, I think they're ticked off, you know, and I think that they're um, kind of wanting to come out and right the wrong. Um, and so we saw that in the second half. But like I said, I just think that they're going to come into this game with a little bit of extra fire, a little bit of extra motivation. Um, but yeah, I am really excited. My eyes are going to be on Cooper. I'm really excited for her. I think um, she just keeps learning her new role, you know, coming from Duke where she was the workhorse. She had to do most of everything on her own. Um, coming into this squad, when you have a Dabinho with you and you have, you know, CeCe Kaiser, you have other Mimi Larson, other weapons around you, um, it's different. And so I think she's still learning 
her place and creating it. And so I, I'm really excited to watch her. Um, and then I just, the chemistry between Lola Bonta and Dabinia, it's like they're sisters or something, <laughs> you know, and um, it's really coming together. There's just been those cheeky little plays and runs and, um, you know, we all knew it would happen, but now we're seeing it. And so it's really coming together. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm thrilled beyond belief with the back line, the rookies that have stepped up and are playing like wise veterans, specifically Gabrielle Robinson um, through the center. I think that whoever, whoever gets the, the, the call for the starting gig is going to be um, critical, but I think is going to do a really good job. Um, really impressed with Izzy Rodriguez. Again, Lola Bonta is just the steadfast going to battle it out. Right. Um, but I'm really excited for it. And I think it's going to be offensive heavy for the current, uh, based off of just kind of what I'm seeing with like the vibe and a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after this last match. It is interesting since they went through the change, I'll call it that when, uh, coaching change happened. Mm -hmm. Um, they have consistently scored two goals each game. I, now they need to break it up to three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've scored two goals in every game since the Portland loss. Portland. Okay. Oh, after the Portland loss. So Chicago, Chicago, they scored twice. Yeah, it's been four straight games with those. Yep. So now they need to up that ante a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see San Diego come in. I know they're dealing with their own injury uh, crisis in the middle of the field at the moment. Um, I think Ted Korniak and uh Eggman or Ed, I, um, Von Eggman, is that the right name? I am blanking at, at it right now. I should know this. Um, uh, yeah, Emily Von Eggman. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been dealing with a tiny bit of an injury crisis there in the midfield, and I think um, you know it'll be interesting to see what uh, Alec, what what you know, who is serving, giving, providing service to Alex Morgan, because um, she is more of the kind of the the pinnacle focal point, the end game of the attack versus someone who's going to drop in and create and take, take on on the ball um, uh, these days. So it'll be interesting to see how San Diego comes out for this. And do they just try and play on the back foot and counter um, and absorb a lot of the pressure that I think the Colonel, as you mentioned, will put on at home. And it's going to be interesting. If you, th you think about the two games between the two last year, um, the current one that that game against San Diego was a really good showing for them one uh, at home because it was, it was a record breaker then. And I think it was a big, uh, very large sellout kind of a crowd. Um, it was, I think it was the night before too, U.S. men's national team was here. So um, already a ton of people in town. It was a big uh, kind of spectacle thing, but Kern played really well throughout that match, gave up a really late equalizer, but then they went into San Diego, played just as well, if not even better, and really manhandled that match. Um, took it by the scruff of the neck, however you want to say it. Um, Woman handled same thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get it right there. But you know they 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 were definitely in control of the match on San Diego's home turf, um, literal turf uh, at the old stadium. And I think that was just uh, kind of a you know I think it the who the current are plays well with what San Diego tries to be. And I think that was kind of what um, I won't say that San Diego is predictable, but it seemed like. Uh, Caroline was hinting at the fact that, like, you, you know what San Diego is going to do. And, you know, Angel City, a little bit different, a little bit frenetic. They can throw a bunch of different looks at you and 
do a bunch of different things. So this is this will be a very, a very interesting game for them um, to see how the current game plan it, because I think the current are the ones that are a little bit less predictable now with the ability to flip formations and, you know, play, players like Izzy can play out of position. Haley can play out of position. Um, you know, we're still not sure what's up with Kristen, uh, not Kristen, um, Kate Delfava yet, whether or not she'll, she's all right. I know she took a pretty big shiner in that first half, but didn't come back for the second half um, when she came off. So I, it'll be interesting to see um, what they do with the lineup and how they choose. But I think that that's kind of the wrinkle in the back pocket for uh, Caroline in this match. Cool. Yeah. I'm so curious as to who will get the start in goal. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning toward Cassie Miller. Um, Consistency and based off of coach in the past has said, you know, I like to reward um, the fantastic play Um, and yeah, dropping three goals. Like you wouldn't say like that's a reward uh, or, or a rewardable performance, but Again, in the second half, some big, um, she came up again, uh, mm-hmm. and did well, and, 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 and I don't know, I guess I'm looking at a big picture too, with starting Sunday, I think there's, it's another three game in seven days, right? Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I predict we see AD French in one of those three. Um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe the Wednesday, but I don't know. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I'd be curious to see her play on Mother's Day and and to see oh. her start in. Um, just a thought. Um, on that, that would be a good opportunity there. Um, for an article that I'm working on, I kind of hope that might be the case <laughs> as well. <laughs> but that, that's not inside information. I don't know the starting lineup, but it's it, self-pimping I, though. That's good. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll do that. But it, it's one of those where it's like, you know, I, I think that if, if you choose to do it, then you do. I also think, you know, the idea of the three goals, I, I don't know that I would put any of those necessarily on Cassie. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, you say what you say with the performances and, not having a clean sheet and you've got a goalkeeper who not only is, you know, a, a veteran and a very well-respected and a very well-liked veteran, but a veteran that's trying to make a world cup roster and get on the plane um, to Australia and New Zealand. And I think at some point she deserves another opportunity. Um, and, you know, this might be, the, this might be the right situation to do that. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see. I know last year it was interesting. 80 French didn't start off the year very well either. Um, and Cassie came in, played brilliantly uh, in the Challenge Cup games that she was given. And all of a sudden, 80 French came out with a new edge uh, to kind of compete for her playing time and make sure that that starting spot was hers. And then we saw her be as good as she was for the entire season. Um, and so obviously that goalkeeper is still there in 80 French. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'm curious to see how she responds when given the playing time again. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jillian, I want to give you an easy out if you need to yeah, leave. I am. I appreciate it. Thanks. Tomorrow is going to be one heck of a day, um, but I appreciate the time and really looking yeah. forward to it. And if people will get up early enough tomorrow, they will see you where? 9 a.m. KCTV 5, 9 to 10. Check us there out. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Thanks for being on. Always good to see you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right. Uh, 
Not that we were, we were trying talk- to get rid of Jillian, but she needs to get her arrest. So she does, and I'm, we're at this point. I feel like we've pretty much talked about everything we want to talk about, right? Yeah, actually, I think she stayed a little bit longer than uh, I'd expected, which is good. The, yeah. Um, I was going to go back to the three goals thing for a second. Uh, yeah. I would say two of those goals were absolutely not Cassie's fault or could not have been stopped by her. Yeah. Because uh, they were basically from the left crossed a, into somebody on the backside. And the one that maybe could have been stopped by her was ended up being a double post shot. So I'm yeah, really blaming her on any of those. Yeah, no, I think so. I don't, I, you know, I, I, it's hard to blame keeper. I mean, if you, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, the the second one for sure. It's so difficult to scramble across your line like that yeah. um, to the back post. First one, she maybe could have done something a little bit different with her positioning there, but also you really have to just tip your cap to Alyssa Thompson right. uh, for making a freaking brilliant play. Um, a lot of love and respect for Laura Lindsay. She kept on calling it a no look goal, but like I didn't. It was definitely not a no look shot. Like into the goal um she was definitely took a peek and then dropped her head down to look at make sure she was striking the ball and uh that that was what happened um but the other the other interesting thing too on that one just i I mean the ball the way she got into the space that she got probably not ideal either um defending and then of course you know the goal from uh june endo you know that's a hard one. It's low and hard, tucked into the far post. Uh, I don't know much you could have, you could have done there. So excuse me, um, but yeah, I I would agree with you. I don't know that I would put any of them really on Cassie in that stretch, but just one of those things of you know if you're going to send your message about goals getting put in, I wouldn't say every goal that eighty Fran- it you know not every goal that eighty French let in was her fault. Um, yeah. during during her stretch too, so. Um, I, I think, I think there's, you, you, for a coach, you probably need to be consistent with your words and your actions there, um, to make sure that you continue to have the respect of your team. And that's one thing that I think might play a factor. True. Um, yeah, and not blaming a lot of the goals that was given up by AD on AD either. It was, no. we know the back line had problems and yep. it is been doing magnificent for being as young as it is, but it still has mm-hmm. that youth factor to it. So yeah. it, we, we, uh, it'll be interesting when they do get uh, E-ball back on how she ends up managing that back line and um, how, you know, which players are starting versus being there to be uh, coming off the bench if needed. Cause they don't have a whole lot of actual true defense coming off the bench at the moment. Nope. The, um, which is uh, one of the things that we saw in this week in training is that uh, Eball and Kristen Hamilton are still not in training. Uh, they are getting close, is what I've been told. So I'm... when they are back in training, I don't know how long it'll be before they can actually get on the field because I know it's been pretty long for Kristen Hamilton. Yeah. It's been a little less time for uh, Elizabeth Ball, but I don't think you want to probably put her out to start right away either. So Right. Well, I mean, I... That... Those injuries were maybe about a week apart, right? I mean, I think, I think Hammy was in, picked up her injury like the week before season started, and then the week at like you know, obviously in that final that first game was when Ebal picked hers up too. So, um, 
I'm not actually sure when Hamilton picked up the injury because we didn't really see her in preseason. So that's true. Uh, it, it, and this will go back to the current have been very secretive, quiet, uh, non communicative on some of these injuries. So I, yeah. I think it's opening up a little bit now, but it still is. It's definitely opening up a little bit now um, in terms of being able to get legitimate information. I, I think, you know, last week, what did we ask? Uh, I want to say I asked, I asked her, was it last week? Very recently. I, I remember asking about the availability of a certain player um, for that match. And Caroline was very forthcoming um, in giving us that information. Um, uh, something Potter would have maybe tried to use to his advantage and to kind of dance around it and not really give us something true there. Um, where for whatever reason that that was, um, you know, uh, it's hard to get information back to fans, um, about what players they could expect on the field. But I think it's, it's been, it's been a little bit better, um, in the recent weeks, um, in terms of timeline, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hamilton and Ebal, um, within a few weeks here. Um, I, I would expect them back within at least two, three weeks, um, to be, to be in the mix, to be back. So, yeah, I would, I would expect them to be in training in the next week or two, like yeah. back in some f- form of training. That doesn't mean full training. That doesn't mean ready yeah. to start, but yep. back into actually, wait, hey, now we can see how they're doing kind of thing. Yep. And then after that, it'll probably be a little while before anybody else is coming back. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would say from what I've gathered, Morgan Gautreaux would be the next step out of any of those players and that want that timeline is maybe a little bit closer than all of us previously thought so well that'd be good uh because i was fearing it would be Loera, loetta uh, uh yeah no i think she she finally is just getting into doing rehab like beginning her rehab process after they've had the you know the time where right. it's a foot foot thing can't put a whole lot of weight on it and do a whole lot there um but i think she's i from what from what i gather um via her instagram that she is <laughs> she's back on the on sort of the uh um the the men so did see her actually like standing up and not uh on a scooter so that, no, that was a positive no more scoot although the scoot the scoot made for some fun pictures um via the team socials and I didn't say she shouldn't bring it with her to the game, but did see her actually standing up. So, all right. Uh, any, I know, just going back to a little bit of what we talked about about uh, San Diego being a little more predictable. Well, mm-hmm. you have Alex Morgan. You know that a lot is going to be fed to her, no matter what team she's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess unless you're the national team, then it's not so much anymore. But. <laughs> And the NWSL team is going to feed Alex Morgan as much as possible and play mm-hmm. through her, and at least in certain circumstances. So if you can kind of isolate her, yeah, you're probably going to have some success against that team. Yeah, uh, Jaden Shaw is obviously one to to keep a, a, a lookout on. She's scored a bunch of goals. She's been very yep. bright for um, them so far. Uh, I would 
I, I think that's going to be the one, the really, the real dangerous player outside of Alex Morgan that you're really going to have to think about um, in this game, uh, just because she's been as good as she has at the beginning of the season. She wasn't released to the U20 World Cup um, team, and so that means she's available this week. Um, U20 World Cup qualifiers, I think, for um, the CONCACAF tournament for yeah. U20 uh, women. So um, she wasn't called up to that they it seems like they i don't know if they blocked it or decided to keep her around because she is a full-on first team member and has those responsibilities um but she'll be in kc and that'll be uh, another tough player to stop All right uh before we completely run out of time any very short last words no other than just you know, thank you all for listening to us ramble and uh, always great to have Julianne on here and hear your guys' feedback and support on social media as well. So um, thank you to everybody I mentioned there. And uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening. And we are out. Out.